Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back, everybody, to Developing the Leader Within podcast as we continue to celebrate and close out Women's History Month. I'm so happy to have with me Jean Ibanez Payne. Jean is the CEO and founder of TI Verbatim Consulting, better known as TIVC. They help people work better together through culture assessments, training and development, diversity, equity and inclusion, and strategic communication. Jean, thank you for being with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Enrique. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Yeah, when I was thinking about this month and the celebration of women and all the professional things that they are doing around the globe, I couldn't think of a better person to close it out than you. And folks, we're going to be talking about leadership, diversity and inclusion, and organizational climate. And if you can't tell by Jean's eyes, she's ready to go. I love it. I love it. You know, that's my favorite topic. Right. Exactly. It is. Um, But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you. Wow. That's a loaded question, Enrique. Uh, So let me see. I was actually born here in the U.S., but moved to Columbia, South America when I was two years old and with, uh, with my family and came back when I, when I was 15 years old, um, spent, uh, uh, you know, went to high school in a couple of states and then joined the military uh, and uh, spent a lot of time in the energy industry. And from there, that's where I started Tiago Verbatim Consulting. Outstanding. And I'll tell you that, you know, that trajectory for, for most organizational leaders, they don't have that vast majority of moving around, you know, throughout their lifetime. But you you took a you took a step uh, when you came back and you started growing up, you joined the Navy. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your exposure there. Oh, wow. So um, I think that that is where my passion comes from, you know, coming to the uh, coming to the U.S. And, uh, you know, you and I can relate um, that in our countries, um, I never knew what being different was until I got to the U.S. And uh, I ended up having to learn English as I was going through the high schools, but also as I was joining the military. And I was actually held back in boot camp, no easy task there, uh, you know, because my English. So my experience um, as a English is a second language and just coming to uh, this amazing country is what triggered my passion for diversity and inclusion and helping people work better together. Uh, I, and I, and I hear it every time I hear you speak and I know 
the company background. I was part of TIVC. Thank you for that experience. And, and you know, it's so true. Uh, you know, you mentioned having to learn English. I did have to learn English up until the age of five. All I spoke was Spanish. And then when I got into, you know, came to the United States with my mom, I had to learn. So I know the difficulties. Now, I don't remember that far to tell you, but I know that it was not as easy as people make it think. But we're talking about something that falls right in line with that, right? The, the, the differences of people. And so in, in your words, what could you tell us DNI is an organizational climate is? So I have to go back to, um, you know, helping people work better together. And, um, you know, a lot of people see DEI in organizational climate, organizational culture as something that comes and goes. Um, but the reality is, is that for any CEOs or people who are involved with uh, attracting, developing people, it is so important to understand that, um, you know, the, the DEI perspective, you know, the, the diversity, what, what is it, is, is really what makes us different. Uh, the, 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 the values, perceptions, uh, you know, race, religion um, is really what makes us different. Uh, the inclusion is, I always think about is how we feel valued and respected. It's, not, it's like, you know, it's like having a, uh, a, a puzzle. You know, the diversity are all those pieces to the puzzle, but inclusion is putting that puzzle together. And the equity is really having access, access to opportunities. So you can be part of that diversity and also inclusion. You know, in organizational climate and organizational culture, um, we have been talking a lot about that, um, Enrique, um, because they are so different. And, um, and really, I always like to talk about the difference because there is a, uh, you know, people always talk about, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do a, 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 a climate survey and we're going to do, we want to do a climate assessment. And in the way how I like to explain uh, climate and culture, climate is like going to your doctor every year to get a physical right? At any given moment, uh, you know, you go to get your physical, but you're getting a, you know, the, the, your blood, blood pressure taken. It's, it's really a given moment what is happening. Um, you know, people may be happy. They might be angry. That's the climate right there. But the culture is what really what makes the entire organizational, uh, you know, different. I mean, you can have great culture, but have horrible climate in one environment of the organization. So very different views for such important topics. It sure is. You know, and as you was talking, I'm thinking about, you know, my times in Puerto Rico. Um, the last time I went, which was the last time I went, um, I went to my hometown and the the climate was nice, yeah. Both temperature and people, and you see everybody shopping and they're eating frituras and all kinds of things. And I, and then somebody approached me to hold us up in the middle of that, you know, in in the middle of that climate. The culture there was allowing people 
to to you know sift people out and basically come in and so that's that was an example that popped in my head of two things simultaneously happening together but being totally different and so i agree mm-hmm. with you on that now you know there's importance uh for leaders to understand with all these differences and now they have to do some homework and find out those things or get a hold of TIVC and get them straight. But what's the importance of knowing what efforts you are putting towards these initiatives? You know, they're, they're, they're very, very uh, important topics. And I always talk about culture, diversity, all those efforts require top, bottom engagement, championship, leadership. I mean, we're still hearing today leaders talk about, well, you know what? If I want to spend $10,000 on diversity, equity, and inclusion, I need a business case, okay? I need you to show me. And that is just ludicrous to me because those areas, you know, just having the diversity to reflect the communities that you serve, that is really just telling you, hey, you know, what do my customer want? How do we reflect the customers that we serve? You know, the, 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 the inclusion piece, what are my engagement, employee engagement surveys telling me every year, right? And, and, and equity, if all my, my employees look the same and don't reflect the communities that we serve, we have a problem. And, uh, and also, you know, I, I always tell the, the DEI practitioners, We've got to move beyond symbolic activities when we talk about diversity. I mean, I, I have worked for amazing companies who thrive on having the diversity, um, you know, fair, which, hey, Enrique, I love a good diversity fair. I love the chili cook-offs, you know. I love the, you know, the, 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 the patacones and the chicharrones and all that great stuff. But the reality is, is that that doesn't do anything for our diversity efforts. The diversity, equity, and inclusion in any given company has to be handled like any other business objective. I always tell tell people, how do you handle your safety objectives? Do you hold people accountable to that? Why aren't we holding people accountable for diversity, equity, and inclusion? It's not about affirmative action. It's not about any of that stuff. It's, It's about reflecting the communities that we serve and creating inclusive environments. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I feel that leaders should be, should be thinking about. And that is so important because, you know, there are some efforts that are a patch, right? They're, they're band-aids. And if you're out there and you happen to be part of a company that's band-aiding their way through DEI and organizational climate. Hey, share with them this new company you just heard of, TIBC, and 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 they will get the things right. But it is it's so important for leaders to understand their contribution and their efforts and the trueness behind their efforts, right? Because some things can be well meant, uh, meant well, and have catastrophic <laughs> results. Uh, because meaning well just doesn't cut it uh, when you're talking about this. So if there are companies out there that are wanting to uh, develop uh, 
themselves in, in these areas. What are some things that those companies can do today to march towards a DNI uh, or DEI mindset and create good climate for their people? So I, I, I want to kind of preface um, my statements uh, with saying that now more than ever, okay, you know, we, we, we have been talking about the great resignation, right? Employees, how does your leadership team look? Does everybody look the same? So if I'm looking to come to your company and I see that everybody looks the same, what is that going to tell you, right? Um, but also, they're going to indeed, and they're looking at their reviews. If there's a lot of attrition, there's no sign of possibly inclusion, they're not going to go to your company. And, and we have to, as a company, and as an employer, we have got to change the mindset that people should be thankful that TIBC gave them a job. It's no longer that way, Enrique. It's the other way around now. I should be grateful that you chose to work for TIBC. People are getting multiple offers now to, to work for different companies. And so what I, what I would say is before you start with any kind of plans, there has to be the commitment to making a change and to improve. That starts from the top, from the CEO. The CEO has to be telling the leadership, I'm holding you accountable. What are we doing? Are we measuring results? Are we measuring what's going on? And then from there, you know, is the creation of diversity councils to lead the charge for that strategy. And then, you know, then you have to develop the strategy. That's what I always say. You've got to develop the strategy and you have to communicate that strategy to employees and you have to follow through, right? The strategy should be based on, you know, I always like to use the pillars, attract, develop, retain, measure. You, and then select one or two activities for every pillar, okay? That is where this beautiful journey starts, okay? Because at that moment, that's where you decide, okay, what is my strategic initiative? If I'm having a lot of retention issues, if I'm having a lot of complaints, a lot of EEO complaints, right? Then perhaps you need a culture assessment. And then, you know, again, I tell people, well, even with a you don't just go in with a full-blown culture assessment, which is one of the things that we do. You have to determine exactly what is it that you need to focus on. So what we do is that we have this, this um, amazing tool where it's, it's, a, it's a short survey that we do with employees, and that's how we determine, okay, you know what? Are you having attrition problems? Are you having e, e, um, uh, you know, um, EEO complaint, um, you know, issues? Do you have a policy process and procedure issues? So again, you have to be very deliberate, Enrique, how you approach the what and the how when it comes to DEI. I echo that. You know, you're trying to find a needle in a haystack, right? And you have to have a plan to get there. Uh, most folks, you can't get into really diving into the issues of DEI or organizational climate without a strategic plan. And most importantly, without a true follow-up, a true follow-up to, you know, fulfill uh, the, and answer what has come up. 
So when folks get into these activities to try to help out and really beef up these areas in their company, what is at stake if they don't create a safe place for their people as a leader? You know, I, um, I think it's catastrophic. And I don't mean that. I mean that in a way, as a business owner, it takes two or three times the salary of a person to backfill a position. So imagine being focused on making revenue and you have a high level of attrition, which we are seeing that in many different industries. And people don't leave companies. They leave leaders. What keeps employees at work is engagement, feeling value, feeling respected, having psychological safety. Those, those are the biggest things for anybody um, assessing their, their, uh, their current state is really to analyze the data. Um, it's not about symbolic activities. It's really, it doesn't take much to analyze the data, right? What does the um, population that you're hiring, what does it look like? Does it reflect the communities that you serve? Are you inclusive? You know, are you just basically all lip service? And when employees realize that, they're going to leave. Um, so there's a huge sense of belonging that comes to, that is created at work. And if you don't have that, it will create attrition. Uh, let me tell you, and I'm, I'm going to bring Gene back into the picture here. Uh, if you're looking on, on YouTube. Uh, for a reason, because she just mentioned something that uh, I've been waiting to actually address. And let me tell you, folks, in this case, 99.9%, I'm going to say, people leave because of leaders. I was, and for most people that know me, and I was, uh, uh, and I've been doing this for about two years, but I've said this story on and on. I just never had the opportunity to have Gene on. Uh, at the same time, but I was a TIVC team member. I did not leave because of the company, nor the leaders. All right. I, I just want to make sure that that 1% is represented, uh, you know, because sometimes things just happen to people. Now, it so happens that, uh, Gene, and I don't know if you remember, but it was one year ago this week. A year ago, and I'm going to try not to tear up or anything because, you know, it's kind of like real close to to that day. But one year ago, I, uh, you know, my mom was actually, yeah, my mom was in the hospital around this time last year. She had gotten COVID and it really took her down. So within two weeks uh, and April 1st marks a year that she passed away. So <clears throat> I was part of TIVC. I was part of the DNI team uh, doing assessments and stuff, and it really, really knocked me off my feet. I could not think right. I cannot concentrate. And so let me let me give you guys a little, uh, uh, just a recap of how TIVC um, really handled this world class, and not just because Gene is here. So I I thank you. Uh but um, so uh, it was a hard time and they gave me space more than I could ever have even imagined. 
they allowed me to try to handle as much as I could. Um, it just, it was just too, too much, you know, it was too much at the time. And I had to step away, you know, and it was not the team and it was not the company. Believe me, you guys have a great team, a great company. And if, and, and had I been able to continue, I would have still been there, but it was a tough time. And so for, for folks that are listening and you want to see what a company looks like and, and what people look like and what leadership looks like that allows, you know, DEI. Now, they, this is their bread and butter, so I would hope that they, that they did do this, but, but they did. And so it's hard to find companies nowadays that actually do what they say they can do. And TIVC is one of them. So, uh, Gene, I want to thank you publicly uh, for doing that. And met the world. Hey, Enrique, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, that's what I felt that, you know, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I started TIVC. Jim Penn just didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to start TIVC. We had just adopted a beautiful little boy after many years of trying. And um, I was commuting 75 miles each way to my job. And um, I was working for somebody who basically told me on one of my evals that I communicated basically too much. I was getting, I was uh, too direct and I was too driven to get things done. Um, and during that time, that is when I felt I needed a boss the most. And that is one of the reasons why I started TIVC because my focus in life was to create an environment where people feel valued, respected, appreciated, loved. And, um, and that they can have psychological safety. And uh, what I think I, I walk that talk. My, my employees called me on it all the time. They remind me of the, my vision all the time. It was just recently here that one of my, my, my um, uh, leaders in the company reminded me, you know what? You tell people th that... We have, our mission is to help people work better together. You're not walking that talk right now. You know what? That hurts. But I am so grateful that I have created that space for our company that people can do that. And I am a firm believer that if you create that inclusive and equitable environment, things will come. Right. People sometimes we tend to focus on, hey, I'm not I'm, I'm a CEO. I know that we have to fo focus on revenue to to cover the bills. But I, I'm a firm believer that if you treat your employees with respect and value and tell them that they're appreciated, everything else will come. Enrique, I really do. So, well, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. I, I really do value the time that I shared with you. And I know that um, if anybody was to ask me for an example, I'd be screaming TIVC uh, left and right. 
so Gene, if there's a company out there going through, through you know, some growing pains, they, they want to implement true DEI and organizational climate pillars and resources and ways of, you know, creating a team for themselves, how will they reach TIVC uh, to get that started? Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Enrique. So our pillars really for us, we do three things. We, uh, we do workplace cultural optimization where we come in and we, um, we do culture assessments. Uh, we do qualitative and quantitative analysis. Really what you want to do is assess the process, policies, procedures, and practices of the company. Um, and we do DEI services in training and development. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a full cycle. And um, how can people get in touch with us? Uh, you know, they can go to our website. There is a phone number there who's actually, believe it or not, is my cell number. So if anybody wants to get in touch with that with me, they can just email info at tiverbatum.com or you can just call the number, which is what I have there. We'll be, we'll be uh, you know, more than glad to just uh, give you a, a quick discussion and a quick assessment on what might be good for your company. Outstanding. Well, folks, I'm going to have that information as part of the show notes and the videos, so you'll be able to have that. It'll be a link on there. Uh, and if you've enjoyed this episode as we close out Women's History Month, and you have learned something interesting about the topic covered today, please make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter right now. Uh, and we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that we would like or you would like to be featured on our podcast, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.